0: We're going to talk about staying focused or stay focused. You know, last time I addressed you was in Luke chapter 24. That was our text. And, and you know, we, we were just coming out of Easter, Resurrection Sunday, and we began to look at Jesus' uh, brief time on the earth after his resurrection. And we only looked at really just a sliver in, in Luke 24. We discussed a, a couple of the uh, followers of Jesus on the road to Emmaus and and sort of talked about how Jesus showed himself to the the 11 disciples and uh, it it was pretty interesting there but we're going to continue on I'm a sucker for stories I'm a sucker for timelines so here we are we we are in the middle if you could kind of picture us as a sandwich right now not to make you hungry uh, I don't know if you like BLTs or, or you're like uh, the firehouse subs. I, I just tried their chicken for the first time this week. But anyway, let's stay focused. We're like a sandwich. We're right in the middle of Easter, Resurrection Sunday, and Pentecost, which is coming up here in a few, just a few weeks. So we're in the middle. Now, let me take you to history, and then I'll, I'll do my preliminaries. I'm just excited to jump into this we're in between there. The history of it is, we know because of, the, because of the book of Acts, which is where we'll spend time in today, we know that Jesus's time on the earth was 40 days after the resurrection, okay? 40 days where people saw him, that he made it abundantly clear that he really was alive, and then he ascends, and then we have 10 days to get us 50 days, and we have Pentecost, and I would love to just jump to Pentecost, but it's not Pentecost Sunday, and I want to work our way into it. And I want us to really look at these last moments with Jesus, because it's going to set us up for Pentecost here in a few weeks. It's going to set our hearts and minds up and ready, and I'm excited just like he— it, You look at the last words to the disciples, and, and it, it, it's really fascinating. And, and if we could sum everything up today in two words— and if you can follow me on all my rabbit trails and, and still remember the, where we want to park is, stay focused. Amen? So let me do my preliminaries just because I was, I, I was jumped right into that because I'm excited about it. But uh, I do want to thank Brother Jonathan. You did a fantastic job last week. Could you just give it up for Jonathan? Thank you, and Chelsea, because I know it took it. It was a team effort. We, you know, you were the only one speaking, but we know Chelsea was right there behind you, helping you put all that together. Um, and so we're, we're so thankful for them. I'm proud of them. And, uh, and I know that's just the beginning of, of whatever God wants to do through them in ministry. That may be more preaching. That may be more, it could be all kinds of stuff. But it was just the start. Um, of, of great things i also want to thank josh pastor josh thank you so much for leading the bible study on wednesday uh you i'm not sure i actually didn't confirm did you continue the i am or did you have your your own study sweet all right so i will pick up on the i am statements uh thank you so much for leading i did hear though from from someone else who i had talked to during the week that it was a good bible study you had a good, great time um, so thank you so much for that. Thank you all for being, being here and being together. I, it's important that we come together and we sharpen one another. You, you know, you could have gone to any church and, and you chose to come here. And so all I know to do is love you with everything I've got and do my best to, to work on my greatest sermon, which is hopefully going to be my life. But as we move into this, um, let me just one last plug for the month of May. I mean, I know some of you are already, like, wiping the sweat from your brow because it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild, and it's going to be a fun ride. I am so, so excited. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm, like, tired already, but I'm excited too. I'm, like, amped up on caffeine for this stuff. We've got Miss Carla's going to be preaching this coming Sunday. I'll take it personal if you don't show up. Following that, oh, did I say that? I'm sorry, stay focused. Next Sunday, Miss Carla's going to be sharing the word. I'm excited. We're leading ourselves into Mother's Day. Miss Eleni, my wife's going to be preaching the following Sunday, Mother's Day. To be a blessing. She's been working on this sermon for months, so it's man, it's going to be powerful and amazing. I'm excited. We're also I've told you we're going to have Bishop Brian Yawn. Um, it, it's such a, a treat and, and, and honor that we get to have him come. He's our um, assistant international youth director or director for youth and discipleship. He'll be here. He'll be running the race if you want to do that. I'm not going through all the all of the events in May. I'm hitting some highlights. We got Carla preaching, Eleni preaching past uh bishop brian is going to come and preach and then i get to wrap us up in pentecost the third week of of or the fourth week of may it's going to be incredible all of these things you see how god puts all these things together i mean i do my best to plan and but really we rely on the holy spirit help me pull put all this these pieces it's like a puzzle i have no clue I, you know the holy spirit tells me put a puzzle piece here and i don't i can't see the whole picture yet I don't have the box to the puzzle that I can look at, right? I, those of you who put puzzles together, you know. Uh, I'm just relying on the Holy Spirit. So I'm excited. There's all kinds of stuff. Single Moms Day Out and, and the the Senior Fellowship, and there's all kinds of stuff in between. I'm, we're, men are going to get a, have a get-together, too, here, and um, I've made a commitment to myself for that. But, but you can check out the calendar for all the events. There's so many. I probably could take up all my time just doing that. But here we go. I want to... What did I say I wanted us to do today? Stay focused. All right. Now you might have to help me along the way. Stay focused. You'll be like, Pastor, I'm ready for lunch. Stay focused. All right. Here we go. So the illustration. Let me just warm you up. I, I like to do this. It's exciting for me. I, I just. Jesus told stories, and I've thought it's important for us to do the same thing. This is called middle-aged woman. A middle-aged woman has a has a heart attack, and she's taken to the hospital, and. And while she's on the the operating table, she has a near-death experience. And during this experience, she sees God and she asks him, is this it? God says no, and explains that you, you've got another 30 years. I mean, hey. So upon her recovery, she decides to just stay in the hospital for a little longer and she gets a facelift and, you know, liposuction and a tummy tuck and so on. And I mean, she gets the works, you know. And uh, she even has someone come in and change out her hair color. And, you know, she called Miss Erica and had her dye and, and trim it all up and look nice. And, you know, she figures, hey, I got another 30 years, so might as well make the most of it and look good, you know. And so she walks out of the hospital that, that afternoon and after the last treatment, and uh, she was killed by an ambulance speeding. They didn't even see her and took her right out. And so she arri- arrives in front of God, of course, complaining, Hang on, God, I thought you said I had another 30 years. God replies, I didn't recognize you. <laughs> so the charge for us this morning, I know I love these things. They're, they're, they're just cheesy enough that you love them. The charge this morning is, is does God recognize you? More importantly, because we know he does, more importantly... Do those around you recognize you as a child of God? Are you a walking, talking witness, testimony? Are you a witness of Jesus? I said stay focused because uh, that's actually what Jesus, his last message was to stay focused and keep the main thing, the main thing, have you ever heard that statement before? That we are to be a witness of, of Jesus. People should recognize something about us that points to Christ. Amen. Um, this past week, you know, I've, I've been going through a, a transition in, in my, and secular work that I do, and I was leaving, uh, left one company recently, and I had an individual, never really talked to her, but she sat in a couple cubicles over, and she came to me sort of just to congratulate it, being my last day, and and moving on, and she's like, I know we never spoke, but she said, I heard all of your conversations. I heard all of your meetings. And she said, I, I've just, like, I've, I've never met a person so pleasant so consistently in all of their interactions, even when she could tell, like, I'd get frustrated on a call or something. And I thought, man, I didn't know she was listening. I mean, I get it. You're in a cubicle. Otherwise, it'd be weird. But, uh, you know, she's in a cubicle not far. She can hear me. Uh, but what a, what a testimony. Thank you, Lord, that I didn't blow that witness. There are all kinds of times I get, you know, we'll say uh, uh, some salespeople that were a few French fries short of a Happy Meal call me with some silly question and then argue about it, and I'd have to keep my Jesus. Uh, but praise God I didn't blow that witness. And it's, it's got me thinking in this, this story we're going to pick up with between Resurrection Sunday and Pentecost, What Jesus wants us to stay focused on is being a witness. Well, a witness requires that you've seen what's happened. It requires that you have a story to actually tell and corroborate and and to share. And that's where we are this morning. Amen? So if you will, turn to Acts chapter 1, and we're going to dig into Scripture. I'm excited about what God wants us to look through and what, what wisdom we can glean from it. But Acts chapter 1, if you're there, and I know you're, you're still getting there Once you're there, if you'll stand in reverence to God's word That way I also know when to start reading <laughs> But Acts chapter 1, we're going to start in verse 1 We're just going to read 8 verses, it's not very, not much uh, But it's going to be critical to where we are in the story So Acts chapter 1, verse 1 And it says, in my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, verse 5, John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. Verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Can we pray together? Lord Jesus, thank you for this time we have together. Thank you for your scripture. Thank you for your word, God, what you've already even done in our time together. Uh, Lord, I thank you for the testimonies that will come, God, that we will be witnesses of great things. But God, I know that I know that right now, each of us is already a witness of something you've done. Whether we can't recall something you've done in our own personal life, I'm confident we can recall something that you've done that we've seen or we've heard, God. And so we just pray that you'd bless us through the scripture, that this word would be a rhema word, God, that we'd be able to recall what it means to be a witness. We'd be empowered by the Holy Spirit as we're inching towards Pentecost, that that we'd be that witness, we'd be effective in it, God, and it would all be for your glory and to further the kingdom. We thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. I love it here, this text. It picks up the story of Luke chapter 24. And so we read, this is Jesus' last meeting with the disciples here on earth. He's preparing to ascend to heaven. That's going to happen just, uh, happens just a couple verses later. But I love it. I say stay focused because here we are. Jesus is making his last stand, his last speech to the people. He's, he's giving them some final thoughts. And isn't it like us, or like me anyway, where they're like, Whoa, hey Jesus, wait, is now the time? Are we there yet? How many kids ever done Are we there yet? You know, driving to Tennessee, Levi would ask, Are we there yet? Uh nope. He's like, Guys, guys, that is not basically he's like, none of your business. That is up for to the father to decide. You need to stay focused. Because what does he say? Let me read it, it here. We just read it. He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. They are not for you to know. But, now you all know, Pastor Don says, anytime, Pastor Dad, Pastor Don, anytime there's a but in the Bible, there's some kicking. But, and I'll take this kick in the rear, but you will receive power yes. when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses and he wants you and then he even gets down into it and he says Jerusalem and I love the way we can perceive those things but isn't it like us we get all amped up in in, in God moving through our lives and we're like wait well what about tomorrow well what about tomorrow now doesn't Jesus himself say in, in other scriptures not to worry about tomorrow today's got enough to worry about today's a handful Amen? I mean, how many of you wake up Monday morning and you got a long to-do list? Today's enough. Can we not talk about Tuesday yet? I mean, I know we, you know, we, we got to at times, but we got to stay focused. And so the last message Jesus has to the disciples is this, stay focused because they're all wanting to know, is this the time? Are you going to come and, and, and establish this this new kingdom, you're going to save Israel, and, and, and it's almost like they still don't get it. And I'm think, I mean, I relate. I'm part of that group. I'm, there's times I'm like, God, I don't get it. He says, stay focused. Stay focused to the mission that I've entrusted you with. Stay focused to the task at hand, and that is to be a witness. God's going to take care of the rest. But you have to stay focused. And if I could just sort of break this down, if you could follow me here, just so we have some structure to do this. Really, there's, there's four things that I think, you know, and I was inspired by Dr. Alan Carr. He, he had a similar outline that I've sort of taken just to help me stay focused. <laughs> and I put my own thoughts to it. But he says this, the, the first thing that we've got to do, we've got to have the right message. Now, if we're going to be effective witnesses, and we're going to stay focused, here we go. We've got to have the right message. I'll give it all to you up front. We've got to have the right methods. We have to have the right mindset. And the last part, I love this, we have to have the right muscle. And I'll explain what, what each of these things are in, you know, in the next 40 minutes. But we have to have the right message. And here's, here's what it is, as simple as it is. I was texting uh, uh, the social worker in California for Zayden. And, and you know, we're, this was months ago. We were telling her that we're praying. We're praying for, for little Zayden. And she was like, well, he'll, he'll take all the, forget how she words it, prayers and good thoughts that we can take. And nothing, she didn't mean nothing bad by that at all. Where I'm like, you, you know, good thoughts are nice. They make me feel good. It's like a nice warm blanket. Unless I'm in Antarctica. Forget the blanket. I'm like, I need something to save my life. Right? So good thoughts are kind of like that. Good thoughts are like a nice warm blanket, you know, around the fire. Like, it makes me feel good. Um, but it's not going to save my life if I'm stranded in the middle of, you know, negative 20 degrees outside. Right? I need Jesus. Give me Jesus, right? We're saying that. And so here, here's, we want the right message. And I know this is so simple, it's going to blow your mind. Don't forget Jesus is, is the message. And, and I say that because there is so many that are totally fine with high-fiving you and fist-bumping over a higher power. Or, they'll, you know, of course, like there's, you know, something working in the cosmos looking over us. We got, in there. we got to be specific with the message here. It's Jesus. I had the opportunity to pray in our last virtual visit, and you know, I made sure I said Jesus just about as many times as I could. There's no doubt about who I'm praying to. I'm praying to the one who resurrected and saved the cosmos. I'm not just praying to some ambiguous higher power no thank you I want a personal God that can change the situation amen I need a personal Jesus in the story and so I say to stay focused and to be a witness you got to get the right message and the message is Jesus I'm all about self-help I'm all about positivity and good thoughts that's great don't forget Jesus in the mix Jesus had great thoughts. He also got angry, too. We talk about that often. I love it. He was human when he was with us. And so I love that I can't forget Jesus. That's the right message. You know, we, we try so hard at times. We try to impress the world with our grasp of theology You know, and and, and all kinds of people, In, in, in today's age, you can Google every sort of theological concept you want. You could fact check me on the spot, and who knows, some of you probably do from time to time, and that's all right. The importance is, the message is Jesus. It's not how much I can tell you about the historical context, although I love it. It's Jesus. And what's most important is telling others about how Jesus has influenced your story. The story around you. For me, in my context, it's like this, you know, my, my message is, man, God has blessed me in ways that I just couldn't. I try things in my own ability. I've tried in, in the secular workforce to work my way up ladders and to look good and this and that, and, and 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 without giving it to Jesus, man, I tell you, there's I've failed so many things, but then there's so many things I excelled at and promotions I got That were not because of me. They were because I actually had a moment of prayer where I'm like, Lord Jesus, please, I'm not good enough to figure this out on my own. I need your Holy Spirit to be with me. And I'm telling you, as God is my witness, I'm telling you, that's when things would take off and be blessed in life. Uh, Doesn't make any sense, right? That's the message. We got to get the right message. And the message is Jesus. And there's so much more that I could even, do, even say, but for the sake of time, we'll have to keep it there. Our only mission is to point people to Jesus, not to a higher power, not to good thoughts. Uh, you know, we'll have those things. It's Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right. Next, we've got to have the right methods. Methods, You know, the word witness was used in the Bible like it is used today. It speaks of those who testify in a court of law. You guys know this. A witness in a trial is called upon to tell what? What they've seen and what they know to be true. And God is calling his people to tell what they know and what they've seen to be true. And so the question that sort of in this rhetorical, you don't, you don't have to answer, but do you know anything about Jesus? Have you done anything? Has he done anything for you? Has 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 Jesus worked in your story in any way whatsoever? See, because the method is this. We've got the right message now. The method is to just tell your story. Do you know God loves you? Then tell the world. Tell somebody. Start with your neighbor. Maybe start with yourself. Then start with your neighbor. Do you know that you've been saved? Why don't you tell somebody? Do you know how God saves sinners? Maybe you should tell somebody. Do you know who to tell? Well, like I said, you might want to start with yourself. I get that. And then move on and start telling it some others. It's, and see, now y'all thought I was going to give you some sort of like a practical approach to, you know, when you approach a person, say this. No, no, no. It's less about a formula and it's more about a story to tell. I'm telling you, this is powerful. It's not about a formula of, well, and I don't mind, you know, lights dim, and we don't have fog machines, but, you know, I mean, there's scriptures where, I'm sure there was, I mean, it says there was, was fog, there was a cloud, I mean, the Holy Spirit when it fell, I mean, there's some wild stuff. I bet it looked like a light show with fog machines and lights, and I bet it was pretty wild. I don't mind all that. It's not about all that. It's about a story to tell about how Jesus has done something. You're a witness of it, and and some of us though we're we're ashamed of our stories. I remember traveling to back from Virginia Beach. Um, I was 16, I think. My uncle gave me his S10, 1993 S10 uh, with a 4.3 liter V6. I love that thing. That was like one of my favorite vehicles. I love that. Um, and so he gave it to me and so we had to go to Virginia to get it and, and we're driving back and now if you know my dad on road trips he's gotten better over the years but, and you have some relatives like this where uh, we're, we're trying to beat what the GPS says whatever that GPS says he looks at it and says I can do better and so there was one point we stopped at a rest area and uh, you know, we come out and the, and the truck wouldn't start now, mister, I've got to beat GPS. He said, well, we can't get this in a few more minutes here. We're leaving it. We're, we're you, you can kiss it goodbye. We're getting back. <laughs> I'm like, no, the 16-year-old devastated. But I remember him laying his hand on the engine, as God is my witness, and, and, and he, he spoke to the engine that this next try it's going to start. And I'd be doggone if fired right up. Wouldn't do, squ- wouldn't do squat before that spoke over. Now, do now you and I, I mean, I get it. That, that seems like something small, but that's a story that I have to tell. We tried and tried to start that engine, and it wouldn't do anything. We speak in the name of Jesus, and then it starts, right? And so, I'm just telling you, don't be ashamed of whatever story you've got to tell. It's not about a formula. It's about telling a story. Tell the story of what Jesus has done. Amen? Amen, you know as far as it not being like a formula, I kind of think of it like this, you know we were able to go to a red Skelton show um if if you any of you have heard of him, you know red um the the only official what did he how did he word it the only official the only one approved by the estate to actually impersonate him that's what it was the only one to impersonate him anyway, it was a cool show, but I think about okay. That was effective and I mean, those are 80-year-old jokes, and a lot of them are still funny. But it certainly appealed to the culture at the time. So that was one formula, and then you look at today, there's, it might be totally different. Comedy is totally different. I mean, let's just set aside like the radical secular stuff. The point is it's less about a formula, and it's about a story to tell. That formula is going to look different even within, from house to house here on how that story might look or play out and how you tell it might look a little different. But the, the message is the same. The story doesn't change. It may, might change in how you present it. Can you receive that? Third thing, we have to have the right mindset. I like this. John Wesley, he had this mindset, you know, the father of Methodism and and what led to, you know, we are Wesleyan Pentecostal doctrine, if you wanted to know. So John Wesley's a good guy to read from. But, you know, he said this, the word is my, the world is my parish. I like that. That's challenging. Wesley knew that anywhere sinners could be found, there was the need for the gospel and the gospel witness. Our mission field is anywhere. Lost people can be found, which really is to say it's everywhere. That's the mindset that we have to have and i'm i'm'm I'm, I know we're in this boat together, like I want people to come to church and we're going to love on them and we're going to minister to them, but we're not bound by these four walls the The mission field and and some churches have it on the you know over the door on the way out. The mission field is out there it's when your coworker comes up to you and they hear how somebody just came and berated you and you stood up for yourself in a godly way and they're just like wow you were a christian witness but that's the mindset that you have to have is that the world is really your parish they're the ones that you're ministering to every day in and in, in, day day in and day out you know most of us will never go as scripture says here Never go to the uttermost parts of the earth. But I like in verse 8 here, Jesus says, you know, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. Okay, he even said it. But then he gets specific. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. It's interesting. There's two ways you can look at this. Um, Both are, are true. I'm just saying there's two perspectives you could take from it. The first is that, is the literal Jerusalem meant to start with the Jews. Okay, the message was to be, start, to, to be shared first with the Jews throughout Judea and then Samaria. Thank you, God. That's us, unless you're Jewish. That's us. Uh, Gentile over here. Thank you. Here I'm in Samaria, first world Samaria. Um, okay, and then to the ends of the earth. In my perspective, or if we look at this first perspective, that's really like, you know, we're, we're like first world countries here in America, right? We're Samaria here in the scripture. The ends of the earth, in my mind, would be everybody else. All those second, third world countries, those villages that, you know, takes hours by foot to get to in the middle of nowhere. Those are the ends of the earth. But then... Another perspective when you read this and you allow the Holy Spirit to work through you, another perspective you take is is more of a a metaphorical view here. And that is, when he says to be witnesses, telling people everywhere in Jerusalem, to us that means at home. Jerusalem is where they were. He's saying be a witness even at home. Throughout Judea, even with your neighbors. Samaria, Samaria even when you're traveling to work and, and, and on vacation. Lord, help us even on vacation. What? I'm supposed to be a witness on vacation. And to the ends of the earth. You see the, the, the concept there. Jesus, this is the last thing he told them before he ascends. Seems pretty important to me. If he thought it was important enough for it to be his last word, it's important to me then. I'm gonna stay focused. It's like Jesus is looking to his disciples, and like, "Look, I, you got all these questions, and you're you, you're asking about this and that and the other, and you've been hiding, and you're afraid of of persecution and all this and that." He said, "Son, stay focused. That's what he's saying. Stay focused. We need to have that mindset." Last thing here, I know we're about out of time here, but the last aspect is that we need to have the right muscle. And why do I say muscle? Well, we're, we're sandwiched right between Resurrection Sunday and Pentecost. The, Holy, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit hadn't happened yet. There's two sides to this coin I want to play very carefully. We, are, we are, do have Pentecostal doctrine. I absolutely, I'm looking forward to Pentecost. In this moment in between, they were still saved. They were, God was still using them. But you notice the switch here. God still used them, but they were afraid. They were hiding. They were very reserved, concerned about persecution. They were, let's just say it this way, they were laying low in this in-between time, okay? But then on the day of Pentecost, they got some muscle. They got some grit, right? They got some backbone, and that was from the Holy Spirit. And what, I'm, what I want you and why I want to be careful here is I, don't want, I, I want you to respect what the Holy Spirit is and does in your life. But I also don't want you to be afraid of experiencing Pentecost if you haven't yet. We are inching towards there and God wants, the Holy Spirit wants to fill you. And it will be evident. You, it will be evident. They're speaking in tongues. That's not the only, I mean, we believe that's the initial. That's not the only evidence. They had to get the right muscle, and that's the Holy Spirit in your life. Holy Spirit's already leading you whether or not you have spoken in tongues. Holy Spirit's leading you. But don't be afraid to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And let, let the tongues come out and not make sense. That's all right. That's for you and God to communicate. What's important about it is not just so that you can say a language you don't understand. What's important is the muscle it gives you in the mission God wants you to accomplish. Notice, after the day of Pentecost, and this is Acts chapter 2. We'll get there in a few weeks. Acts chapter 2 is when the church just explodes. Peter is empowered and bold and he gets this muscle from the Holy Spirit and now instead of laying low, he's out there and he's preaching and then we see the 3,000 getting saved and and then we see the, the early church begin to grow and establish and organize. I'm encouraged. But here we are today in this middle. Stay focused. Stay focused to the mission of Jesus the mission that he's given us to be a witness amen we've got to have the right message please make sure it's Jesus in the message it's so easy to just kind of generalize and and yes we speak of God but it's it's very important who God is it's Jesus We need to make sure that we have the right methods. And the method is tell your story. Don't be afraid of your story. We need to make sure we have the right mindset. Everywhere I go, I need to try to represent Jesus to the best of my ability. And I also need to make sure I've got some muscle with me. And that's the Holy Spirit. I can't. Don't be afraid of it. And just ask the Holy Spirit to be with you. And he will. All of that to say. Stay focused.